All right, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to The Armory, where we equip you with the tools and strategies to win the games of business and life. Today's guest is none other than Naeem Mahmood. Naeem is the CEO of Mood Ventures, a high-performance coaching business based in Rincon, Puerto Rico. Let's get into it, shall we? Welcome to the show, Naeem. Yes, thank you, Kyle. It's great to be here, man. Yes, we're so honored to have you. We've just been talking off camera about a bunch of awesome stuff, and I hope that we can uh, cover a bunch of things here from from coaching and just personal development to AI and crypto and a bunch of other cool things that are happening in the world. So, But to really start things off, I'm going to just drop this one on you, which is what do you think from a coaching or self-development or any angle that you want to really take on it, what do the young entrepreneurs, biohackers, anti-agers, the curious people, what is, do you think are like the, the top things, maybe one, two or three things that they really need to focus on and, and get better at to, you know, continue to find financial success or just life success? Yeah, that's a great question. I I always say I always bring it back to really getting really clear on your vision and also re- getting really clear on your purpose and your why. I'm reading Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh new biography and uh the I've heard him say it before but it's always great to remember and get the reminder. He's always like get really clear on your vision and like there's a vision for everything, right? So your money, your relationships, your business, even within your business is a vision for your business, right? So I'd say that vision, and again, even as important or more important, the, the purpose, like why, because that's really going to drive you through the challenges that are inevitable in any process of growth in life. And then I would say peer group, mentors, being listening to podcasts like this, having just awesome models to, to, to learn from and uh, um, yeah, to learn from. And then I'd also say, constantly learning and growing. I'm I'm always reading books every day. I try to read for at least 30 minutes a day. Um, So always read books every single day. And I'd say the last thing would be, what would the last one be? Well, then I'd say, you know this about me, just you got to have some sort of ritual that's going to really make sure you stay mentally, emotionally, physically like centered and resilient. So there's many, of course, and I'm sure people have heard a lot of them. If I had to choose one, my favorite is meditation. So I'd say either meditate or journal or breath work or exercise is obviously always a good thing. I think everybody should obviously be exercising, but if I had to choose one out of those, I'd be like, which you don't, which is awesome. But I would say meditate every day for at least five, 10 minutes. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think some of the things I'll do a selfish plug here, which is, uh, I think maybe you've seen my five tenets to thrive, which uh, came to mind, especially when it came to you mentioned having, you know, a proper environment. And I have, you know, what I call the three M's, which is your your mentors, your mates and your mentees. And I'm constantly reminding people to make sure that you make a practice of actually, you know, going and revisiting those and writing them down. And if you don't have good mentors, your mentors can be found in books, of course. Right. But when it comes, let's, let's dial that back because you started with what was the most important, right? Which was, of course, the, uh, the vision and the why, right? Like we talk, we talk a lot about 
Simon Sinek and his his book and his yeah. his work on find, finding start start with why right and then he's got a whole we could we could link to that but tell me how and, and you know another thing that came up was um, when you were talking about vision Arnold Schwarzenegger I know is one guy who certainly was great at vision and I read his book uh, Total Recall I believe it was uh, uh, was that his, his book I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it was, was called the first that, one. Was also, really... There was also the movie, right? Yeah, I think it was called Total Recall. That was a really great uh, biography. Yeah, phenomenal. And then also, um, so so uh, Jim Carrey was the other one who I recently have kind of been realizing, you know, yep. really put a lot of work out there about how much he envisioned his career and his success. And he, you know, had lots of stories about driving along Mulholland Drive after a day of shooting or running around in Hollywood and, you know, would just look up at the stars by himself. And he would, I think he had, he had some, some routine that like, basically he wouldn't leave from being up there until he had like a crystal clear vision. So sometimes it took him like 30 minutes and he could leave. Sometimes it took him like four or five hours and he was just like sitting there trying to better define his vision. Right. Which is just like mind blowing. But like, yep. wh- there's obviously many strategies to probably how you do this. Like, like I don't know exactly what Arnold's is. Maybe you could tune us in about that. But like, that was Jim Carrey's. What is Arnold's? And if you know it, and then like, what is yours? And like, how does one figure out the right strategy to, to or, or like routine or habit or ritual to, you know, continue focusing on their vision and defining that and making it more crystal clear in their mind? Yeah, that's a great question. And and before I answer that, as you brought up all those names, Jim Carrey, Arnold, um, I also thought of Bruce Lee as a great example too. He was always had his vision and like focused on it. And another great tidbit is biographies. I, I love reading biographies. And that's another ritual, right? It's like, you don't have access to Elon Musk or Warren Buffett or whoever it is, but you could be, have access to them in their book and get inside their thoughts and their stories and their belief systems and their mindset and their vision. Uh, so to answer your question though, one is, well, the way Arnold answered it, which is really nice and simple. I, I like Arnold a lot because he, he also makes it very simple because that's another challenge for a lot of people. Like we overcomplicate it. We make it very complex. Like Einstein says, complexity is the ultimate, or simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. So just Arnold says there's a broad strokes vision. So for Arnold, he was living in Austria and he's like, he just knew he wanted to come to America. That was like his broad vision, but obviously there's a way more layers of detail, but like his broad vision was like, I want to go to America. So like he just knew he wanted to go to America. And then within that over time, again, as he thought about it more, and this is where again, journaling is great. I know you do a lot of journaling, Kyle, you capture your thoughts really well. Like this is where you just want it throughout your day, throughout your life. We all have like aha moments, right? Insights or like when I see you, I'm like, oh, cool. Kyle's doing that. Maybe I should like do that to my podcast, right? So like whenever you have those moments and you get an idea, it's like you want to be really good at like downloading that and capturing that into your vision. So that's a a process I like to use where, again, I have my, my vision for the different areas of my life and it's always evolving and changing and growing because life is obviously always evolving and changing and growing. So if I come to your place and I see something cool you got, like you always do, you always have new cool things at your place. I'm like, I'll add this new thing that Kyle got into my vision for my home. 
right? So that's like a simple example of how I continuously like update it and stay on top of it. Amazing. And like what, what inspired you to actually become a coach and what problems are you seeing most your clients have that, that needed the, the highest, uh, the highest priority to address? Yeah. So it's funny. I never actually did, wanted to be a coach. I kind of stumbled into it. If you want to say I got into personal growth because I was trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. I was in my early twenties. I graduated from college. I was working on wall street at a fund and I was doing kind of the default path. You know, I was sitting behind a computer and I never really thought about, I didn't really have a vision. I was like, I'm going to do the hedge fund thing. Cause that's what I should do. And I want to be a billionaire by the time I'm 25 and live in New York city and have a huge apartment, which is nothing wrong with it, but I kind of wanted it. Cause that's kind of what, again, what everybody else was kind of doing, right? It wasn't really what I wanted in my heart. So then I started reading books on personal growth. Eventually I went to a Tony Robbins event and I was like, I went to a lot of events before that, but Tony was just like the best I've ever seen. And he still is the best I've ever seen. And it inspired me to apply for a job to work for him. So I worked for Tony for five years as one of his speakers and coaches and, and business trainers. And now I'm doing the same thing in my own company for business owners as well, speaking and trainings and coaching and so on and so forth. Um, what was the second part of that question you asked me? Uh, maybe like what's the top priority thing that you see that's like most common amongst your clients? In terms of like what they want? Yeah, like in terms of like where maybe people can get the biggest bang for their buck or, you know, that that 80, 20 percent rule. Where do you where do you see uh, kind of the, the, the highest ROI, I suppose, uh, in, in coaching? Hmm, sure, it's different for every person, but but yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. So the first thing I'd say is at the end of the day, it's it all comes down to the individual, like no coach, no, not even Tony Robbins is going to do the work for you, right? So ultimately you got to do the work and you got to show up and be consistent and make the most of it, just like anything in life. So, but then in terms of the biggest bang for your buck in coaching with my clients, that's a great question. I haven't really thought of it that way before. I'd say, I'd say the clients that do are get the highest success and like get what they want are the ones that, and again, this could sound cliche and obvious, but not everybody does, the ones that do the work, right? Like they show up, they, they do, they're, they're present on the calls and between the calls, because again, this isn't just about a pump up, there's actually like action items and work to do and like rituals and things to, to follow that we agree upon. So I'd say, again, at the end of the day, just like anything in life, it's the people that take the action are the ones that get the best results, I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah, that I mean, that's really interesting, too, because it's like, I think, you know, if, if you're listening to this, and you're somebody that wants to change and wants to improve, like, you know, how bad do you really want it? How much pain have you really focused on and brought in or whatever it is, right? There's a, a whole list of things that can be motivators, whether they are push motivators or pull yep. motivators. I was just talking to Dr. Oliver Zolman, who's leading up Brian Johnson's $2 million uh, age reversal annual spend. And we were talking about this. We were talking about testosterone's role in potentially drive and curiosity. 
And we were talking also about what it is to broadcast your goals out to the world. And actually, myself and you, uh, both we published our all of our goals public. And that was one of the things that became kind of like we identified, we, we stuck our stake in the ground. Can I say that? Okay, stuck the right oh, word? No. We, stuck, <laughs> we stuck it. I think it's stuck. I probably just made up a word. But nonetheless, we, we put that thing, uh, stake in the ground, and we said, this is who we are, and this is who we're going to be, and this is the direction we're heading, and catch us up, you know, on, when we get there, whatever. And Brian Johnson, of course, has done the same thing. He's now probably the largest influencer in the longevity space. And that was kind of why I asked Dr. Oliver, what, how did he do that? Like, how did he, you know, this, this regimen he has, the blueprint, if you don't know what it is, it's, he's taking 150 supplements every day. He's going to bed exactly at the same time, waking up at the same time. He's in the 99th percentile of whoop, whoop sleep scores. He's literally optimized every single thing that you could possibly optimize in your life. And to be that, that, that hardcore, frankly, is the best word I could use for it, requires a lot of discipline and a lot of drive and curiosity and all of these things, right? So I think, I think it's important to look at both the different motivators that we can find in our lives and try to find ones that can push us where we're pushing ourselves but also ones where we're getting pulled, right? And that's sometimes for me, like the pulls, like I got to be an inspiration for my nephews and my nieces and like my family and like all these other things that like pull me, right? And then there's a bunch of push things where it's just like, I want to do this for me and like whatever. And that's, but you can figure out how, how to balance it. So, but I wanted to move to another question. It's a personal one that I have for you, which is, and you've done a very good job of this, and that's why I'm really curious. How do you stay focused and not get distracted by the girl in the red dress? You say metaphorically or literally? The girl in the red dress is a good analogy for all of the shiny objects that come by you, whether it's a new investment, a new business opportunity, a new thing. And you froze. As entrepreneurs, it's really... Oh, hello? There we go. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, so as entrepreneurs, you know, there's a lot of, you're, you're kind of at, for when you're starting, you're kind of, you know, you don't have a whole lot going yet. So like yeah. when things come on your desk, it's very easy to get distracted and be like, Oh, we need to go do like all of this or, Oh, we need to go do all of that. Right. And yeah. the girl in the red dress is famously Neo in the matrix. Right. Morpheus sends him into a program and, you know, the, the girl in the red dress walks by, catches his attention. He looks again and there's a gun in his head. Yep. Right. Uh, so the girl in the red dress is kind of uh, an analogy for all of the shiny objects and shiny opportunities that come and potentially distract us. So how do you stay focused and not get distracted? Yeah. So I'd say. The biggest thing is having a very compelling vision and stacking it and stacking the reasons why, like every day. It's like compounding. It's like going to the gym because then it's like, I don't want to look at the girl in the red dress because I'm the girl in the red dress is my vision. So it's like I'm so like zoned in on it and, and like excited about it and like 
the day's over already almost here for me. And I'm like, damn it. I got to like wait until tomorrow to like get another day working on my vision and creating what I'm creating. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's it's kind of like when when those girls in the red dress come or those shiny objects or whatever, it's like you really have to have the discipline to slow down and be like, is this opportunity in line with what the main goal is, right? Is this pushing me in the direction of the main goal or is it something completely different? And, you know, it, it's like it's been said, you know, like if you can just stick you know, go straight for like five, 10 years, play the yeah. long game at one specific thing, you're going to become an expert in that one thing and no one will be able to touch you. Right. But if you, but, but in my life, I've bounced around a bunch of times and I'm glad now with the new business that I'm really compiling a lot of different skills, which has been, which has been good. But frankly, if I would have just stayed the course, uh, 10 plus years ago, I would have probably been much, much further down this path. So amazing. All right. So I agree. There's a, there's a quote my coach told me once. He says, get in line and stay in line. So it's exactly what you just said, right? It's just like staying in your lane and just staying focused for five years, 10 years, 20 years and forever, right? Because that's how, that's why you have a Warren Buffett. That's why you have a Tony Robbins. That's why you have I was listening to Elon Musk on Lex Friedman and he was talking about he, how he knew Larry Page before Larry Page even started Google. And they were talking about, or not even before he started, but when he was starting it. So it was like 25 years ago, but they were talking about, wow, like how much time has passed. So all these people just got in line and stayed in line. So you're, you're spot on with that. Absolutely. And it's making sure it's, it's like you said before, the pain and the, the pain and the, and the pleasure, it's making sure your vision is more exciting than the girl in the red dress. So it's like, how can you, that's where you gotta be creative with your mind and be like, oh, this is like, I want this more than anything else anyway. And like, you gotta keep when whatever it is that comes into your, it's like, oh, if I, if a vacation pops up or a trip to wherever with friends, I'm like, how can I kind of bring that into my vision where I still wanna keep doing my vision, but still get that same feeling and juice out of that experience I would have had with my friends. Yeah, I think that's like one of the things you just have to sort of, you know, develop a, a bit of a fifth or sixth sense to to be able to, you know, at least slow down and analyze these things. And then kind of on a flip side, but similar is how do you think about, you know, one of the key things in entrepreneurialism and business is, of course, innovation, right? And staying up to date with innovation that's happening in technology, which is like, wow, there's like so much stuff going on. Like, just like this podcast alone, like now you can do subtitles automatically. You can do shorts automatically. You can do all these things that like, wow, this would have taken us, you know, five, 10 hours to edit one podcast. And now it takes 10 seconds. Um, how do you think about, you know, the innovation that's happening today, whether it be like AI stuff, or cryptocurrencies, or you know, distributed ledger technology, however you want to call them. How do you see innovation playing a role in business building and entrepreneurialism, given in 2023? And maybe you could talk about the next three years here. Yeah, it's so exciting, man. Like this is like the best time to be alive if you have the right mindset. A lot of people are freaking out; they have doubt. 
and they have uncertainty. So this is why I always tell people it just starts by training your mindset and doing some of those things we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, right? To make sure you're mentally and emotionally resilient and focused and not distracted and don't have, don't let fear uh, determine your actions, right? So, and then with AI and blockchain technology and all these amazing things, it's, it's even, even last year before ChatGPT made AI more mainstream, it was amazing, right? I heard like Naval Ravikant and be, be like, you're everybody could be their own publisher. Everybody's their own media outlet. Everybody's their own entrepreneur, right? And it's so true. But now more than ever, it's like there's all these amazing softwares from AI that literally you can put up a podcast and have it edited and captioned and like streamed right away. And, and it's so like, it's again, if you have the right mindset, it's unlimited upside. And it starts with, again, just managing your head and uh, staying and staying centered and grounded with your emotions as well. That's amazing. And then I, this is kind of a, an open one, but for somebody that's like looking to improve their leadership and just, you know, performance in their personal professional lives, what, what kind of things would you, would you say are, are good from a leadership perspective? Yeah, I'd say one, I'd say, again, it's kind of a stacking sequence and people could choose where they start and how they do it. But like at the highest tier, I would say people, you got to, Warren Buffett said the best investment he ever made was in himself, not in Apple, not in Coke, not in American Express, in himself. And what he did when he was in his early 20s or late teens, he went to a Dale Carnegie public speaking course. And that helped him become more outgoing, be a better communicator with people, become more persuasive. Like people don't realize how persuasive and influential Warren Buffett is. Same with Bill Gates. Bill Gates is a master of influence and communication skills. So number one is you gotta invest in yourself. And that means like putting money on the line every year, just like you invest in Bitcoin or Apple stock or an ETF or real estate, you gotta be like, okay, I'm gonna invest a thousand a year, 5,000, 10,000 a year, and obviously start small and build up to higher numbers. Um, but every year I would say, try to go to an event where you will be around other people that have already walked this path and can coach you and guide you and elevate your game just by being around them, right? Like, so that's number one. Number two, I'd say find a coach. Another thing you could invest in. You could also find mentors. And you, and you have a coach yourself, right? You coach others, but you also have a coach yourself. I have a coach too, absolutely. I tell everybody, I say, I say this to everybody, everybody needs a coach. Even if you're crushing it. Even if you're a coach, we all need a coach because we all have blind spots and we all need somebody to hold us accountable. And we all need a somebody that's going to love on us when we need some love and kick us in the butt when we need a kick in the butt. So um, absolutely. I, I, have co I have a coach too, and I have a few coaches actually. Um, so get a coach, get some mentors, right? Mentors are free, right? If you find the right person, you could get some mentors in different areas of your life. Put yourself around the right peer group. Surround yourself with people that are, again, just at another level. Because it's like getting on a basketball court or getting on a tennis court or playing a video game. It's like if I'm with people that are worse than me, it might feel good because I'm like beating them, but I won't get any better. But if I'm on a court with people that are like LeBron James playing basketball, 
it's like, I'm going to have to play better or I'm going to get kicked off the court, right? And that's obviously the, an extreme example. But then I'd say, then level below that, get a program, right? Get a, buy, some, buy books. Like another great quote, I forgot who said it, right? He's like, I think Mark Twain or somebody, whenever I get money, I buy books, then I use the rest to buy some food. So it's like, you got to read <laughs> yeah. and eat, uh, read, read every day, like feed your mind amazing things. And then lastly, I'd say again, another free option that's also great, listen to amazing podcasts like this one and or listen to audiobooks on Audible. Um, so I'd say those are probably some, that's like a stacking process that people can follow. And you want to know. Yeah. And I, another thing I was going to say is like, even if you can't afford Audible, like a lot of audiobooks are uploaded to YouTube and you can just use YouTube to, to stream audiobooks for free. So yep. information is out there. You just need to get really good at selecting the right kind of information. That's what's wild now, right? It's like kind of like prompting ChatGPT. We got to be really good at like what's going in to our language model, our neural net. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start to to wrap this up. Um, do you have any final words of wisdom to the men, the women, the biohackers, the anti-agers, the young entrepreneurs that are coming to be? Yeah, I'd say. If you have it in your heart that you have a dream and a vision you want to pursue, even if you're not clear on it, or even if you don't think it'll work, and again, this is going to sound cliche, go for it. Because every step you take, you're going to get more clarity on it. Sometimes you got to go around the corner to get there. And just like you said earlier, Kyle, like you wish you were doing it for 10 years in the same consistent pattern like me too like i'm like damn i wish i if again if you feel it like you want to start a company or a business or anything it doesn't have to be a business whatever you want to do i wish i started my company six years ago now and i'm 37 so i was in my 30s i'm like dude if i started my company when i was in my 20s because it's really just a function of time right just like malcolm gladwell with ten thousand hours or whatever it's like it's really again it's, again it's not just I'm going to contradict myself a little bit. Like, obviously it's not always just time, but it's time and effort. Like if you put in more time and more effort, like I'm going to become a lot better at something. Obviously you have to stay focused and have, and, uh, and dedicated. There's a quote I, I want to, I want to interrupt yeah. you. I'm sorry, but uh, there's a, there's a, there's a famous quote. That's like, you know, the guy that's more successful than you has just failed more times than you. Yep. Right. So, so you gotta, you gotta become, more resilient to those failures and the only yeah. way to really do it is to like fail faster and harder and just keep going and building up like kind of just that thicker skin uh, yep. because the more the more that you fail and the more that you're able to reflect on those failures the more wisdom that you can ultimately pull out and the smarter you actually get you know we can consume information forever but we need to take that information and put it into action and yeah. fail. sometimes yeah. like we're like we're just sit there and we're like i know i don't have all the information and it paralyzes us but you know that's where the mentors potentially come into action and they just kick you in the ass and they say yo you just gotta go like 
there's no more planning. You're done with the strategy session. Now you're in execution phase. Just go execute. Yep, exactly. There's a funny story. Me and my girlfriend, we were on the beach in Santa Monica in Los Angeles for a friend's birthday. He actually does men's work. He men's work as well. And he trains men just on their development. He's really good at what he does. And he had, and he's starting to do trainings within companies. And he trained with a samurai in Japan. And he brought him over because he's starting to bring like a samurai kind of mindset to companies, which is really cool. It's like a new novel thing. But he brought the samurai to his birthday. And there was two samurais demonstrating on the beach, just their cool samurai sword tricks. And then he's like, the samurai instructor, he's like, there's either winning or, and then my girlfriend out of all people, she's like losing. And he's like, learning. <laughs> <laughs> so it's exactly what you said. It's you got to fail, embrace the failure as quick as possible because the most successful people, they're successful because Elon Musk failed. Jeff Bezos failed. All these people failed so much more than they've uh, succeeded. Michael Jordan, that famous quote. I, I've won all these things because I've missed more shots than I made, right? That's exactly a good summary of the quote I was going after. So thank you so much for your time, Naeem. I know your time is extremely valuable and you're an extremely busy man. So we're going to wrap this up. And where can people find out more about Mood Ventures, Naeem Mahmood's, uh, your coaching business? And I know you have a newsletter, so where can they sign up for, for that and, and stay up to date with all your uh, work online? Absolutely. So they can go to my website, which is naimamood.com. I'm sure the spelling and everything will be in the show notes and obviously in the podcast uh, title. And then my podcast is called Peak Humans. And that's it. The newsletter is in, on the website or in the, in the podcast description as well. And you've been doing an amazing job with the newsletter. I, I read it every week. So I uh, suggest everyone go subscribe to that. Well, thank you so much, Naeem. We really appreciate it. I hope we can have you on the show again. And thanks for all the wisdom that you have blessed us with today. Take care. Absolutely, Kyle. Thank you for having me, man. All right. Take care.